Welcome back to another episode of What's the Word? Dallas, always great to have you with me. And it's good to be here with you. Right? It's been a fun journey. It really has. And I really appreciate just how the whole podcast is. I feel like every time we start, we start with a very similar vibe. But I really do. I appreciate so much. Like we came with an idea of Mm -hmm. saying, hey, we just want this to be accessible. We want the word to be accessible to people. We recognize how intimidating it can be. Uh, And then we found ourselves in this place that we needed to really lay some groundwork. And I feel like we've done a decent job. I haven't heard otherwise just I haven't heard anything different. Um, So I'm I'm pretty encouraged by that. (laughs) Pretty encouraged. And it's been exciting too because here at church, we've we've even started up a Sunday school class Mm -hmm. about getting more comfortable with the Bible. Just kind of reinforcing everything that we thought, right? We kind of… Like there was this piece of us, I think, that was like, "Well, is this really what is it people repetitive? Want and need or right. like?" But it really is cool just mm-hmm. to see people respond and say thank you, right? right? And say, "Hey, that was really interesting. I'm going to keep on listening." Mm-hmm. So thanks to all the listeners, thanks to all the the watchers for uh, all that feedback. It's just been an absolute, absolute joy. It really has. I'm I was a little nervous, not you know. Full transparency. I was a little nervous about this because this is not just, you know, it feels like it's us having a conversation, but it's a really big conversation with a lot of onlookers. Absolutely. And, you know, and it's just one of those things that I was like, ooh, we can't put that genie back in the bottle. It's out now. (laughs) But this has been so fun. I look forward to it every week. I do too. I mean, I just, I look forward to it every week. And I love, there's so many, it's so funny. I, I remember recently being in meetings where we were launching confirmation. And I remember saying like, I have a lot of favorite parts of my job. Right? Like, what a problem to have. I know. Like, and this is, it's one of those highlights. Like, yeah. yay, we get to talk about this stuff. We get to unpack it, especially for those who've never heard it before. Right. Before we dive into and even kind of like lay out there for everybody what's in front of us, because I'm excited too. We're shifting gears a little bit, mm-hmm. folks. And and I'm like, I, can't, I think this is one of those, this was one of those notes in the board. Oh yeah, we have to talk about we this. We have to talk about this. So we will share what that is in just a second. But as we like to do, we like to start with the words from Psalm 19, 14. Uh, Dallas, you get to share those with us. I get to share it today. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That is so comforting and settling, seriously settling to my nerves before we get things going, Absolutely. knowing that this is that this is this is a God thing. This is a Holy Spirit thing, and He's going to be there because we're laying this foundation as our rock. Exactly. Like, as our rock. Something very solid that we can stand on. Yeah. And co- and, and I like solid, confidence, yes. foundation. Like, all those words make so much sense because it really is how, like, we can speak so freely mm-hmm. about here. And again, folks, as you're listening, like, uh, as, if there's anything good in what we're doing, it's not us. No, it's not us. And if there's anything bad, yeah, that's us. Yeah, that, but- that's on. <laughs> that's on us. Um, But, hey— Shifting gears a little bit. What do we get to talk about? So we're going to talk about Jesus. And finally, you know, after, I know, after right? four weeks, or we're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to get to talk about Jesus. But I've been thinking about, you know, we, we've said we're laying this foundation. We're trying to lay this foundation. And my husband and I built our forever home last sure. year. Yep. And all I've been thinking about, you know, while we're, while we're planning this and laying this out is all of the steps it took to build our house. And do you remember that Sunday school song? You know, he built his house on the rock and, you know, the wind and the the winds came and nothing happened, you know? So we've been laying this foundation for the last four weeks and four episodes. And, uh, and now I feel like we're moving into the structure. 
of yes, our house. Absolutely. And so we get to spend some time with Jesus for the next few episodes. Jesus, and I'm yes. super excited about it, super nervous about it. You want to talk about the intimidation factor. Let's try and break down Jesus and, right. and explain explain him. And I'm so excited for it though, because again, like like when you think about it, and folks aren't gonna be surprised with us saying this. I mean, we've been laying the foundation of what scripture is all about, the different kind of important foundational truths that we're working with mm-hmm. because folks need to know those. Otherwise, we're just assuming, right? Because we've right. talked about how yeah. we have a whole lot of fun stuff on the horizon. We do. Of stuff we want to talk about mm-hmm. and be able to ask questions like, what's the word about fill in this. the blank? What's the word about But here's this? the thing is, if, if we're not on the same page about what are some of the foundational truths that we're bringing to the table, then all of a sudden that can be a really confusing episode for someone. Like, right. well, how can you trust what it says? If or, you don't know where it came from. Exactly. And, yep. uh, and, and, uh, and what do you mean God said it and it has authority, right? Things mm-hmm. like that. So that's where the previous episodes have been so, so helpful to lay the groundwork for us. We're freed up. The next thing we have to talk about is Jesus. Jesus. And we've even planned ahead. We don't know exactly how many episodes episodes are in Mm-mm. front of us, but but it's probably a handful, four to five or something like that, of just laying some groundwork there because when it comes time that Jesus says something, we really appreciate what Jesus says. We really do. And, and our ears our it. ears perk up, you know, a little bit. It's just, he makes your ears listen harder. Ex- exactly. And one of the things we talked about too, as we were planning this was, we're actually doing things maybe a little different than others do. Because I think a lot of times, and I appreciate this approach greatly, is you want to start with what God did, right? So, and so a lot of times people want to start with what Jesus did. And mm-hmm. I think that is a fantastic place. But we kind of said, you know what? In order to really appreciate what Jesus did, we really need to lay the foundation for what the word says about who he, who he is. is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And very first topic for us that we're going to dive into on this episode, this conversation is about his Name. Name. Because in his name, we can find so much. And I appreciate like the, the title of this episode is What's in a Name? What's in a Name? Right. And, uh, and uh, Shakespeare, I should have looked up the, 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 the where it, it comes it, from. I think it's Romeo and Juliet. What, what's in a name with the rose? Right, yes, exactly. A English rose by any other name. Right there, yeah, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. A rose by any other name would not smell, smell as sweet. sweet. Good. So, what's in a name? There's something insignificant. And I kind of love this, right? Because, like, I was that kid. Now, granted, I, have, we, have we talked about how I'm the lower middle? I'm the true middle of my family. The true middle? That's what I call it. I'm okay. the true middle. How so many of how there many are of four you? of us. Okay, there's four of us. Okay. And so you have my older brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's the oldest. You mm-hmm. have my younger brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's the youngest. Right. So they already have something special about them. Right. And then you have my sister, who's the girl. And that's and then me. That so you I'm are lower the middle. Yes, you are the true middle. The true middle. Because there's absolutely nothing special about me. Uh-huh. So you better believe, like any little detail about myself that I could come to appreciate, I did. Right. So especially like my name. So like I was, I was named after. My grandfather, my mom's mom. So his name was Charles Lee Armstrong. I'm Lee Armstrong Hope, right? So I just, I just appreciate uh, that and and carrying that on. And there's a little bit of meaning that I took. I remember looking up that Lee is the the wayward side of a mountain, which was a really strange like meaning behind it. But then like the family history in general of Armstrong and Hope, like that was so much fun for me. And then also learning where all my sibling names came from. So like, like, uh, like. Uh, my oldest brother is Thomas James. My my, my grandfather's Marvin James. Uh, you've got uh, Tom came from. Oh, my dad's Michael Thomas, right? So all these different things. Every one of my siblings have some sort of 
uh, thing that makes it so, so important. And at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm giving a lot of information out about all these. Everybody. <laughs> I know. I was like, golly. You're going to need to change your passwords. Anything. Yeah. Not in, no security questions there. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So, you know, we we kind of brainstorm about what we're going to talk about and how we're yes. going to work out the episode. But when we get down in it, we don't actually know what the other person is going to say. And my notes... Lee, how did you get your That's name? That's so funny. How did you get your name? We didn't talk about that. We, we didn't, make the outline. We plan all that stuff. But right, we but we see don't. All each other's no, notes. we don't see each other's notes until we get in here and we get into into doing this. And that's so cool that you shared that. My name story is kind of out there. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. What I mean, special Dallas. Name. Dallas. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of connotations that kind of go along with that that we can't share on a Bible co- uh, podcast. <laughs> but the the story is that my parents met a, a woman at a wedding when my mom was pregnant with me and my dad said, hey, if this baby's a girl, I want to name her Dallas. End because of story. Of this woman that because he, met. I, okay. he was, I guess, very taken sure, with this sure, woman. Sure. And if I had been a boy, I would have been a third. I would have been named after- Oh, interesting. I would okay. have been named after uh, my grandfather and my father. And so I would have been the third. Um, but here I am. And so then when we had, when I had my kids, I wanted them to have a better story than, hey, we met some stranger (laughs) while we were on an outing and this is who you are. And so our children, our oldest, uh, it's a family tradition on my husband's side. His middle name is Michael. And and that's a longstanding Lewis tradition. And oh, wow. so, and we really only thought we were going to have two kiddos, especially when our second was a girl. Sure. And like, okay. I mean, we were done. We yeah. had a mat set. Boy, we, girl, were, done. we were, we were good. And we wanted family names. So we went back to his side of the family and then we used my mother's middle name. And that's what my name, did a lot of times. Yeah, Back exactly. and forth. You know, you wanted some meaning. And then, you know, Elliot kind of threw a monkey wrench in that. And, and so Jeff picked his name, but, uh, but it was, it's very, you know, it's very good. To, to look at the history, know that you you came from something. Like, and my sisters now, they have children. They have also used my mother's middle name for their girls. Wow. And so it's this really cool. So names have a lot of meaning. They do. I think of like some stories, right? So like, like I'll go to Star Wars, right? Are you, are I'm you out. familiar with Star I, Wars? I'm as as vaguely familiar with Star Wars as I possibly could be raising two sons and a husband. <laughs> exactly. Who are... Boys. And, and all about some Star Wars oh stuff. Oh my right? goodness, yeah. aren't they? So like you got Luke, Luke Skywalker, right? So there's a, there's this idea of okay, this is a space narrative and things like that. Eventually in episode uh, five, oh. right? So so you get the big spoiler alert of the entire Star Wars saga. If you have never watched Star Wars, this is going to be a big spoiler. You're going to want to hit pause. <laughs> Give them like five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, we skipped it. Well, you have like Darth Vader, right? Becomes known as Luke Skywalker's father, right? Most iconic line in movie history. Right. Pretty much. Right. And so it's so funny though, because we kind of should have predicted something like this because the word Vader is German for father, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like, huh. Like, and I go back to like, I, I like to read. And mm-hmm. as a kid, I really got into the Harry Potter series and I really appreciated how... Uh, that author, J.K. Rowling, she she was very intentional in with names. the names that she mm-hmm. chose for that book series. Like my favorite one is as far as meaning, because I was that kid that was so nerdy about so many different things, Dallas, but especially when we learned Greek mythology, mm-hmm. I was like, this is so much fun. This is so cool. So by the time that I was reading the Harry Potter books, I was seeing like Argus Filch. Mm-hmm. Well, Argus is the Greek monster that Hera makes that has eyes all over his body. 
and Filch is the character in those books who is the caretaker who is always catching the kids doing, doing all the things he, wrong. It's like he has eyes everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So so there's there's a whole lot of meaning that come from names. And it's profound. Mm-hmm. When you look at names, period, in the Bible, maybe that'll be a whole other episode. And we could do that, that later. Because that would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Put your, write it down. Stick, stick it on it our on board. board. Uh, but in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. there is so much meaning. Right. So even just the fact that his name is Jesus, and, and often associated with the word, we will talk about it, Christ. Mm-hmm. There's so much said just in those two words. Right. Right, and, and and even just to break it down a little bit further, right? The the Hebrew, right? So so Jesus would have uh, grown up in this 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 area where there were certainly lots of languages spoken. Mm-hmm. Certainly, like this was all written down in Greek because that would have been a language of the area. Right. You have Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Certainly, he was coming from the Jewish people, so speaking Hebrew because before they were even called. Jews, because of the area of Judah, mm-hmm. uh, they were just known as the Hebrew, the Hebrew. people because mm-hmm. that's the language, right? And that's the ethnicity. And then you also have like Aramaic, Aramaic is in there as well. And so like the Hebrew word is Yeshua. Right. Which you see this in like, uh, it doesn't the chosen, that's how they refer to him. Yes, they do. And and it, it's also in the Passion of the Christ. Yes, exactly. So every single time that, yeah. And, I, and that's right. That's what his mother calls him. Because there's a lot of, I, right, there's a that's, lot of Latin, but there's also because mm-hmm. of the, the uh, Roman Catholic of Mel Gibson right. incorporated the Latin. Mm-hmm. Uh, because later, right, that was the church's tradition to carry forward the word in Latin and things like that. So it's kind of fascinating, right? So Yeshua which is the Old Testament uh, in the English. We translate the Old Testament version, Joshua. And then you have, uh, and I've even heard, it's so funny. So I, I don't think this is offensive. <laughs> like, uh, we're going to find out. Great, great sentences always right. start that way, right? Uh, I grew up in uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I had I had friends. I was a camp, uh, camp director and worked at a camp. And I had a friend associated with a camp who uh, mom was involved with. Uh, Messianic Judaism. Okay. And so it was so funny listening to her pronounce it Yeshua, right? So there's a little bit of a George accent with that, but I thought it was fun. But that's the word, right? Now, the cool thing is the word tells us what it means, right? It's not that we have to do a whole lot of research. Right. We don't have to do a whole lot of like discovery and deep diving. If you actually open the word and read it, we actually see the meaning of that name Jesus. And we find that in Matthew chapter one, right? So all the way back. So the very first book of the New Testament, Mm -hmm. this is one of the gospels, one of the good news books um, that is really looking at the life of Jesus and what he did, the life and ministry and Mm -hmm. death and resurrection of Jesus. That's the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all there at the start. Great place to start reading scripture, by the way, if someone's never done it before. I don't encourage Matthew first. I encourage Luke. That's I encourage John. Have we talked about this? No, we haven't. We haven't talked no, about this. we can't this. talk about that today. We have to focus. We can't? Okay, no, are you sure? I'm okay. sure. Someone's Come listening on. going, which one should I read first? All right, if you want to listen to Dallas, read John. If you want to listen to Luke, or me, read Luke. And we'll Although talk about later. Although I do like later. them both. We'll talk about later like why that is. Mm-hmm. But that was good. Good. Way to hold us to it. So Matthew chapter 1, mm-hmm. uh, we open it up and we see... Uh, my title at least says, you go through a genealogy, which again, one of these days when we go and address the names, we can talk a lot about deep diving. Why does Matthew start there? Why does Luke start all the way back at Adam? Uh, But in uh, verse, uh, I'm going to go back to 18 because I like context. I like Mm -hmm. reading a little bit further. Uh, So this is what we read. So Matthew writes his account of Jesus Christ and he says it this way. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. 
So her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. So we have some pretty big things there. Uh, in particular, man, a lot. So good news, friends. We'll unpack a lot of that in a few episodes. But right. we wanted to start with the name. His name. Because uh, I know a lot of you are going, if you're brand new to this stuff, what do you mean conceived by the Holy Spirit? What do you mean? Don't be afraid. That would be kind of offensive. Like all this stuff. We'll talk about that in a few episodes. We right. want to establish who this Jesus is. And a lot is told this there when it says uh, his name is Jesus for he will save his people from, from their, their sins. sins. Right. And Emmanuel. God, and Emmanuel. Yes. God with us. Okay. So I want to backtrack just a little bit. Good. Here, sure. here what we're doing. That's helpful. Yep. Is God has a, a precedent of being intentional with his names. He he doesn't Absolutely. he doesn't name people uh willy-nilly things because he's like, "Oh, that sounds cool." Um, right. and so he has an absolute precedent with doing this and we see that all the way back in Genesis. Yes. Genesis when he names Adam. Okay, Adam in Hebrew, all right? Yep. I had to call Adam. on Okay, yep. I had I had to call in reinforcements for this cuz Hebrew was not exactly what I studied. Um but you take that back and it it means soil or earth. Yeah, dirt. And yeah. how did how was Adam created from the dirt? Exactly. And then you look at Eve, Adam and Eve are our first parents and her, the Hebrew meaning for her is life or living. And yes. she's the mother of, of all humanity, of all, all living mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So God is super, super intentional. And he does that throughout the old Testament. Like he will, um, I call them divine ultrasounds. You know, <laughs> when he's, when he's talking to his people, and uh, you know, in Genesis, uh, in Genesis 16, he's talking to Hagar, um, Abraham, and we'll get into all of the family trees and the oh, the, sure, the absolute what? dysfunction of, of, of Genesis. Um, but God lets her know, you know, you're going to have you're going to have a baby boy. You're going to name him Ishmael, and uh, and he does this several other times. You know that this is what your baby's name is going to be, and I just think that's really. It's really neat to establish that going into this so that when this angel comes to Joseph and says, first of all, don't divorce her. Don't freak out. Uh, this is It's going to be okay. And and by the way, you're going to name him Jesus. And so we have a precedent of God doing that. Right. And, and, and essentially, Yeshua, Yeshua, right? God saves. That's mm-hmm. what that is translated right. to. So God saves. And we see that in the Old Testament figure of Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. He lead, Joshua is the leader of the Israelites, God is going to save them as they enter into uh, the land that they were promised. Right. And then now this name returning is mm-hmm. is a big deal. Right. And so the fact that you're going to name him now, right, again, that that same uh, name just in a new, totally different situation now because this Jesus is a little different. <laughs> he's, he's a little different. So focus, you know, for all of our new listeners that are are new to the Bible and even even our old hats. I mean, this is something that we, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other and go, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. Sure. So when God changes a name, he really defines a purpose and sets you on. When he declares on, a name. When he declares, not just, not just changes, but when yeah. he declares a name, he has a divine purpose and, and a plan set out for that individual 
for that, you know, for that individual. And so that is, um, that's a neat little uh, tidbit to tuck back away. So he's calling, he's, he's calling his, his son's name and speaking it into existence. And we've talked about that when God speaks, there's power and authority behind Good. that. Good. Building off of, of what's been there. Mm-hmm. And as we're, as we're talking then too, then it makes sense that one of the very first things we're going to get with this Jesus is his name mm-hmm. and, and, and this establishment that there's something different about him. One, certainly because the miraculousness of his birth, right? Right. That's not normal. No. Right? That, There's something particular, yep. peculiar that you're going to have to call out here. And then also that you mentioned, though, this other piece that's shared, too, that you're going to call him Emmanuel, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and this is, let me see. I know I have to have the reference here because my Bible does this. Isaiah. Sorry. Isaiah. This actually goes all the way back all to Isaiah way. chapter 7, mm-hmm. right? Uh, as it uh, goes to quote, let's look it up, flipping the pages, because it's okay to take some time. Notice that I have a Bible. new Bible. Actually, it's not new. It's just not falling as as falling apart as my my other one. Isaiah chapter 7. That's mm-hmm. good. Uh, we're not in Genesis 1, though. Did we get Genesis 1 fixed? Oh, it's a different. Is it it's the same Bible? Bible? No, I, it's a different Bible oh, this week okay, because okay, okay. I haven't gotten Genesis fixed. I thought you got fixed. like fixed it. Okay. Oh, no, no. It's okay. on hospice care at home. And uh, so I had to bring a, I had to bring a different one. Good to so know. We're in Isaiah chapter 7. 7, verse 14. Verse 14. So therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Good, right? So this is saying, and again, like most folks is like, this is somewhat hard for folks to understand. Like we can look back and see the fullness of everything that's happened from the beginning of time through the year of our Lord, 2023, right? right? The, the people in Jesus's time, could look back, but they didn't have, as I like to tell folks on Christmas Day, uh, Jesus Christ in the flesh, yeah. right? They didn't have that yet. No. So this, they, they were so, waiting. Yeah. And there was a whole lot of things. You read through the Old Testament and there's so many different things that God says that it's one of those, who who is he talking about moments, mm-hmm. right? So when they would have first heard these words, it would have been like, who is he talking about? Is he talking about a king that's going to come? Is he talking about... Uh, you know, is he talking about the Messiah? But like, I think sometimes, especially in uh, narratives, shows, movies that try and dramatize the scriptures a little bit for us, right. it's like, oh, there they he knew is. Exactly oh, this who is it from was. Isaiah seven. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. It's like, okay, maybe. But like for the most part, no. They were they were they were they were studying this stuff just as deeply as people do today, but they weren't necessarily seeing it. I kind of they didn't have the full picture. Yes, they didn't have the full picture. I tell people it's like when Jesus comes back, right? Oh man, I people and and, oh, we get so interested. Yeah, Dallas. Everybody wants to study on Revelation. Everybody wants these things, but the truth of the matter is, yeah, we have a whole lot of promises from God that we know Jesus is coming back, Mm -hmm. and we know that there are a lot of truths that we can say about when Jesus comes back. We talked about that in the last episode. But the truth of the matter is I can't predict Mm-mm. what it will look like, when it will be, nope. all right? And scripture makes that pretty clear. You're not going to be able to say this is the day, this is the hour. It's just not going to work that way. Right. And so it's important for us to know that's kind of where people were when they first heard those words. So now we can look back 
in the same way that Matthew did. Yeah, light bulb. Right? Matthew, who had studied his stuff really, really well, mm-hmm. was able to look back and connect all these dots, right? Post, post Jesus' death and resurrection, that's when all the dots would come together. Maybe, right? That was some of the conversations that Jesus had with his disciples after his death and resurrection. Like he spent 40 days and was and teaching we, all this well, stuff. Well, we know with the Holy Spirit that their minds were opened to exactly. all of the scriptures. So exactly. this was not until after Jesus ascended back to, to heaven. That all this stuff that is written all, back down. That, yeah. that everything, everything was made was made clear and they were no longer the disciples and they were the disciples and the <laughs> exactly. apostles. They got their title got elevated a little bit, but their minds were opened. And that's a supernatural unlocking. Exactly. And so that's why though this this name Emmanuel and the fact that Matthew is pointing us back to that mm-hmm. and this phrase of God with us is really important. There's something significant about this person Jesus, and mm-hmm. we're going to break that even down even more in the the next episode because we're going to break down the fullness of who Jesus is right. before we really get driving through the rest of this these, these podcasts. But um, for now, that's that's huge. That God, right? And the, the preview is what we believe, teaching, confess as Christians because of what Scripture tells us is that God Himself took on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? And that's confusing. It's super confusing for somebody um, that's never heard it. And at the same time, as we kind of shared— mm-hmm. uh, Throw the Trinity in there, and it just— Oh, people, yeah. I mean, people and, and, just melt. I mean, that's why we call it the greatest mystery of the Christian faith, that's right? right. And it's okay. But but all the friends listening going, here they go again. They're just so convinced of this stuff that so— like, they can't explain and blah, 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 blah. And, and to that person, I say, friend— uh, I, I struggle enough just to explain to you how Jesus Christ died on a cross, was crucified, was buried, was in the tomb. for th- th- On the third day then, he rose from that tomb, right? Mm-hmm. I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I struggle with the account of, of Lazarus and explaining how Lazarus was in the tomb four days, so much so that he started to stink. And Jesus stood at that tomb, called out his name. And Jesus walked out. And, and Lazarus walked his out. Name. Yeah. Called him by name. Oh, good. Called good connection, him by name. Circling back. But here's the thing, right? Today, um, there's there's a place in Israel that still understands the the area where Lazarus was raised. Mm-hmm. Still to this day. You right? don't Not forget something of, like that. Exactly. That's that's one of those stories that you would pass down through the generations because you don't forget that. You don't forget the day that, you know, you were standing in front of of a grave and this guy speaks and says, come out and the grave lets him go. And similarly, you don't forget when a man dies and there's no one standing outside of that tomb anymore, Mm. but he rises, spends 40 days with his disciples, Mm -hmm. ascends to the father. They're witnesses of this. And then these 12 men uh, do unbelievable Exactly. Things. Unbelievable things. Ultimately, too, defending the faith until the mm-hmm. point that they die. And we've talked about we've that. We've talked about right? that. So, so that's the thing is all this stuff, yeah, I, I think it's allowed to be hard to digest to start with. Right. But just keep processing the fullness of all of it mm-hmm. and then ask yourself what you think. Come and at it from a curious mindset and then see. Yes. The consistency 100%. of everything. I mean, that's, you know, I could tell you what I did yesterday and then 15 minutes from now, I could try and tell you what I did yesterday again. And I would have been like, oh man, I forgot. I also went to the grocery store. You know, I didn't tell you that the first time, but God is so consistent through time, like through time, all the way to the end of time that we haven't seen yet. Um, And so we can put, I I can put my, my trust and my faith in that because he hasn't lied to me. Exactly. He hasn't, he hasn't lied to me. He has been faithful to what he said he was going to do. down here. Yes. And if you, if you haven't already listened to episode two, uh, right. And the 
uh, the reliability, reliability question, question. That mm-hmm. episode, go back and listen to it, right? Because right. if you want to deep dive a little bit more, we give you a lot of great opportunities to do that. Right. For now, this man named Jesus, who is also equated with Emmanuel, this phrase, God with us, who is God taking on the flesh. And he has a last name, right? Um, no. It's like one of my favorite jokes. I know. I was, have you ever seen like where someone's like, Jesus H. Christ? Yes. I was like, where does the where H does come the H from? Come what does from? it stand for? Yeah. What does it mean? Jesus does not have a middle name, right? But he also, well, this is kind of fun for folks. Now, okay. this is like, you, you know the H is like Greek, right? That it, Or Latin. It, it's a, like it's rooted in something. It was a is symbol. It really? Yeah, it is. I'm sorry, nerd moment. And I can't remember if it's Latin no, or Greek. No, I love the, let it go. But yeah. it is, it, it, it is uh, a symbol that, resembles an H and it stands for something. Well, I'll get back to you on that. No, but, good to know. But good that to know. is, that's where the H that's comes from. That's so funny yeah. though. That's I hilarious. Know. Okay. I know. So, uh, uh, oh, you, you had me so, I'm so intrigued by this nerd moment that I was on a, a thought and then I, I lost it. It's I'm gone. Sorry. I'm so, sorry. So, uh, Jesus uh, is not really his last name. Oh, good. Okay. It came back to me. Folks, if you have never watched me preach before, uh, I think awesome. I, did, I did mention it in a sermon. I have a full-on conversation going on in my head at all times with five of me around a table. And so the table usually helps me get back on track. And that's what you just listened to. That little five-second, that was a whole conversation. That was all the pastor leaves. Yes. So back in the day, in the time of Jesus, and still today, right? I got this explained to me when I went to Israel in January 2011. Okay. Uh, Okay. you don't really operate in the Eastern world with last names. That's mm-hmm. not like a thing. Even Uma, right, who serves here, right. right, his his name growing up was, do you know what Uma's name growing up here was? I can't even, I know what his name is now, and I can't say it. That's why we call him Uma. His name was Shankar. That was his only name, right? And I don't I don't even fully know where Uma came from, but he's, he's, his, 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 his last name here in the States is Uma Shankar, and then his first name is Kanagasabai. Right? And Kanagasabai is his dad's name. Yeah. So that's what, when it came time and they're like, well, you need a first name. He's like, I guess I'll go with my dad's name. And this matches, right? Right. So in the Eastern world, right, you would, you would be known as, uh, I would be uh, Lee Ben Michael, right? Mm -hmm. And, and Ben, Ben Ben is, Ben is the, the son of, Mm -hmm. right? That's what that means. Mm -hmm. And so like, and again, I would never refer to Jesus as, I'm sorry, that was too much. I just said so much with my face, listener. And someone in my tone, right? So you watching, you saw my face. I apologize. That was not appropriate. Some people are tempted to try and try and be so accurate to things that they would refer to him as Jesus Ben Joseph's son or something like that. Or Ben Joseph, right? Ben Yosef would be even the the, the further. But you don't have to, right? You because don't have scripture to. calls him Jesus. And and scripture, Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, Jesus of Nazareth, but they also do question, isn't this the carpenter's son? Sure. They yes. do question that. And yes. so when you look at the genealogies of, you know, that's how Matthew starts his gospel. There's tons of it in the Old Testament Good. that, you know, this is Joshua's son of Nun. This is Abram's yes. son of, yes. you know, and you go through that and, and you're like, why the, is that? That's how you keep track of that who is, everybody is. Right. And that is important. And we're going to, we're going to unpack that a little bit in the next episode, but that is to all of that to say, Jesus doesn't have a last name. 
Yes, he exactly. doesn't have a last name. Yeah, he he would be referred to in in social circles when he was growing up that he would have been Mary and Joseph's son. Yes. I mean that would have been he was Joseph. You know, this is Jesus, yes, been, son of yeah, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. And um, but but that's not his that's not his last name. And we also bring this up, friends, because his last name is not Christ. It's not, and she's not saying that is an expletive. I'm she's not saying it. It is, is not. That is a actually word. a word. That is not his last name. Yes, there you go. Because the way you just. I no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It works. No, we're, we're, we're saying it respectfully. We are. This word Christ is important. It, it is, is very, very it is important. So but important. But it is not a name. It mm-hmm. is not a last name. It is more of a title. A title. Okay. Listen, and I've talked to you about quizzing me. Don't quiz I me. I know. You know, you're so good at it, though. That's what it's like. And it makes good conversation. <laughs> Bible so, bowl right here. Right. So Christ is a title, but Christ is a, a Greek word. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Christos, all right. Or even, I think we opened it up because I was did. like, oh, I don't want to be like completely ignorant here. Nope. Uh, yeah, Christu. Okay. And that's where it's doing the genitive. So it's connected to. Oh, uh, my the, stars. The, don't sorry, don't I'm sorry. go there. For the nerd that's listening, that's checking yeah. me on all this stuff. Good. Let's step right. back. Christ is a title. It's a Greek word mm-hmm. that matches up with a Hebrew word, right? And our, our English translations would be Christ and Messiah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've heard that word, right? There's this word Messiah. And Messiah is this term for anointed one. An anointed one. Mm-hmm. And here's the fun thing, and we'll get to this at our in the end of our journey with Jesus. Right. So so we're starting here. We're gonna have episode, 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 and we're gonna conclude with really diving into this idea of anointed ones, because there are anointed ones all the way throughout the Old Testament. Oh, there are definitely right. So you mm-hmm. can see like when a prophet is anointed, mm-hmm. uh, when a king is anointed, and we'll keep going to talk about Jesus' own fulfillment of those things eventually. But for now, you just need to know that ultimately Jesus is being referred to as the, the. Christ mm-hmm. or the Messiah, the anointed he's one. The ultimate fulfillment That's right. of a really important promise. Where's that promise found? Genesis. Genesis 3.15. Yeah. Which we talked about last time. And didn't we talk? Well, we talked about it last. We've talked about it a lot. We have. It's so important. It's a very important, it's a very important verse. It's the first time that we actually see the promise of Jesus. And it's very early in creation's life. And probably even speaking even more clearly, like to the Old Testament setting, it's the first time we have a mention of the Christ, mm-hmm. the Messiah, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't know this name until this moment in Matthew 1. Right. We don't know that's the name of, they're not looking for Jesus throughout no, the Old Testament. They're, no, they're not. To see if, if you know, do you fit the category? Do you have the, do you have the right name? Do you, I'm looking for somebody with the name of Jesus with the yes. name of, you know, and that's not what they were looking for. They, they were going off of promises. Exactly. That truth, be told, they were kind of vague. I mean, very vague. So, so, so I would, I love. So, and y'all too. Listen, like here we are in September, but like I, I would always ask like these questions around Christmas because I love I, having this conversation around. Mm-hmm. Do you like Christmas, Dallas? Um, maybe a little. My husband <laughs> thinks that I. I mean, he's he's fighting hard to not let me put up the Christmas That's trees so right now. Awesome. I think he's changed. I think he's put a lock on my Christmas closet upstairs so I can't get to it. That's awesome. So I love, I love being able to have these conversations about Jesus mm-hmm. around Christmas time and uh, particularly looking at the fulfillment of a lot of these things, right? As we look to it and as we look to Jesus and these names that he's given and this idea of the Christ and the Messiah, then we see how he actually fulfills so many pieces leading up. I mean, that's what, for those that are unfamiliar with the season of Advent that leads into Christmas, like that's what Advent traditionally, again, for thousands of years, 
has, or say thousands, that makes it sound like 4,000 years. Y'all, we haven't had 4,000 years since Jesus. Um, but Advent is really that time where we take a look back to look forward. Right. We look at the time before Jesus, looking forward to the arrival of Jesus. And what would they have been expecting in the Messiah? In the Messiah, they would have been expecting a king. Good. And I mean, I think of, do you remember, because you're an infant, uh, <laughs> Aladdin, the Disney movie Aladdin. Oh, that's when, one of my favorites. When Aladdin rolls into town with with the you know his when elephants was, and his all in, of. When I was in kindergarten, I had like Abu shirts mm-hmm. that my mom had to get a second copy so that the well so that she could wash the one that I would and wear all the time. And you would still have one on. I would still have one on. So mind. the fifth graders, which was where my older brother was, they called me Repeat. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so nickname. sad. Or one of my first nicknames. That's so sad. Names. That's what they were expecting. Yes. Okay, they were expecting a king to come in with all of his elephants and all of his bakers and whatever. And but a political ruler. A very political ruler. Yeah, because they had really great chosen ones, really great anointed ones mm-hmm. like David, right? Mm-hmm. So they really were expecting someone like David who was going to come and be and a Solomon, great, the splendor of Solomon. Yes. And this grandiose thing and overthrowing the Roman powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in this time in when this Jesus time. comes, yeah. Roman occupation, they're expecting someone that's going to throw. And, and we mention all this, friends, because they don't get what they expected. And I would say, praise God. Mm-hmm. Praise God they don't. Because this, this, is, this, this Jesus, God himself, we'll talk about it next time, shows up to make known what God wanted from the very beginning. And that was for people to know who he was, to know the fullness of what his kingdom was, and know the fullness of what his heart was. To have that relationship with him. And his heart was not political overthrow. No, it wasn't. Right? Mm -mm. So it's really, really interesting. And I know how controversial are we? Look, we have our first like canceled episode. This is great. So, So this is really important for us that they were looking forward to this, but instead they got something different. But even after his ministry, his death and his resurrection, that is how we know him. We know him as Jesus the Christ. Jesus the, Christ. the Messiah. Mm-hmm. The one the who king. fulfilled all mm-hmm. of the pointing uh, that the Old Testament was doing right. towards the Messiah. The one who would come. I agree. Good. And speaking of loving Christmas and mm-hmm. like uh, how much, because again, Christmas, I, I like to point out folks, this is a digression, but Dallas, I think we're We're, we're good on time. Yeah, yeah we're, we're great. good. Oh, we're good. good. Yes. <laughs> Nerd stuff. Never going to happen so, again. Dallas, what would you say is the most significant event uh, that is recorded in Scripture? I would say that would be the resurrection. Absolutely. So that means that today as Christians, as people who love and follow Jesus, as mm-hmm. much as we love Christmas, which we I do know. love Christmas, we do. the most significant day that we get to celebrate it's is— Easter Sunday. It's Easter. Y'all, mm-hmm. without Easter, There's if Jesus nothing. had not died and risen again, right now God could have, absolutely powerful God could have done it differently, but he mm-hmm. didn't. But without that, we would not know the fullness of God's intention, his heart, and we would not have like access to him and eternal life. Oh, go ahead. So it, it, for those of our, our friends that are listening that, that have been around my house at Christmas, you yeah. know that, that to say that I, I like Christmas it's is an understatement. An understatement. I, I think last Christmas I had uh, upwards of 25 Christmas trees scattered throughout <laughs> my house. Ten of those were fully sized decorated trees. I mean it was ridiculous. So I'm I I do love, love I love yeah. Christmas. However, and our Christmas Eve service here is truly truly amazing. Absolutely. But my favorite service of the entire calendar church calendar year is Good Friday. 
There you go. And uh, and it's it's scary and it's sad and it's dark. Uh, but without Good Friday, and you what, know what is Good Friday? That is when when I hate to use I to use the word celebrate, but when we remember good. when we remember what Jesus went through to get to the cross and get on the cross and die on the cross and get put in His tomb, it is very sobering and it is very grounding that because without that and without Sunday morning, all of this goes away. Exactly. It all, it means nothing. We're not talking about Jesus if he never rose from the dead. No, we're not. We're talking about a wise man that did- Was a good teacher. Was a good teacher and had a good heart. Which is why we're also, like for this conversation, just reiterating what we said at the start, we're not talking about what he did just yet. No, not yet. In order to appreciate the significance of what he did, we have to talk about who he so I want to, yeah, and I want I want to um, revisit this this name thing, okay? Because you know I, I said earlier that God is super intentional with names, and God is super intentional with everything that He does. I mean, we are dealing with a God that has such an amazing and awesome imagination. I mean, He created all of us, and none of us are are alike. And one of the passages that that is really I'm I'm really really very fond of is in Isaiah. Um, Isaiah 43, and uh, where the the prophet is writing that this is what the Lord says. Isaiah 43, starting in verse one, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. And there are other places in scripture that God is very intentional in the Psalms. We see that, you know, before I, I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And we're dealing with a God that wants a relationship with us, that wants a relationship with us so badly yes. that he knew us before our conception. And so here we're looking at Jesus. And if God is gonna spend that kind of time on you and me and the people that came before us, imagine what he was going to put into his son. Absolutely. Well, and for our listener again, that's hearing some of the stuff the very first time, it might've sounded weird that Dallas wrote a verse that was talking to Jacob and Israel. Right. And like, why would that feel so good? Well, again, just to give you the the Cliff Notes version, right? When the Old Testament uses those words, he's talking to his His people, his his children. Yeah. Right. So that's where where we are, God's children. We are. Uh, and so he has made that promise to us. We see that in scripture and unpacked. Maybe we'll get to that right on the board. We'll put it on the board. Right. But that's why those words are speaking to us too. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we we get to live under the shadow of the cross. Yes. The resurrected Jesus. And so the we are not limited by time and we are not limited by location. So the full counsel of the word of God, Absolutely. Genesis to Revelation is available to us. And that is something that is super, super comforting because he, God is our father. We are his children and we are included in all of his promises, like all of his Absolutely. promises. And I, and I want to go back to something you just said too, to connect a dot for our listeners. Like you talked about like the time that God puts into each and every one of his creations, even mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, but then how much more time will he put into his his son, right? To his uh, taking on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. And I, I like to do this thing, right? So you would have seen it at this point uh, with our uh, journey of being more comfortable with the Bible. I do this thing called fuller picture. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about the big picture of scripture last time. We, we did. We really didn't do fuller picture here, but that's okay. But there's this, there's this giant gap, Dallas, 
between uh, the end of the Old Testament, the yep. prophet Malachi, Israel mm-hmm. has come back. Uh, maybe one day we'll write on the board, cover this general fuller picture. Maybe we'll hit that at one point. But it takes 400 years mm-hmm. before Jesus, right. before the incarnation. Right. Oh, that's a fancy oh, word. Oh, that's a big word. Oh, come on. I can't believe you just dropped that. It. Right? I love this. So incarnate, right? What, what word do you hear there? Living in Texas and being able to order at a Mexican restaurant? Mm-hmm. Um, no, we're not. Carne, mm-hmm. all right? That means meat, meat. or flesh. Mm-hmm. All right, so flesh, the incarnate, incarnation is in the flesh. Right. So again, that's all that is. It's a fancy word to talk about how God himself took on flesh. That's why we actually, I actually have nerd uh, words that I use for Easter and Christmas, right? Tell me. So I, I call, what's well, the nativity, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the celebration f- of the incarnation, right? Yeah. That's what that's okay. what we do on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Easter is Pascha for me, or Passover, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the great Passover right. of, of death to life. Anyways, mm-hmm. we got really nerdy there. We're going to yeah, step back. super nerdy. So uh, a whole lot of time passes, and, and a lot of people have a problem with this. They're like, why? And even now, right? Jesus resurrected uh, 2,000 years. Let's say 2,000 years, roughly. Just under, right? Give or take. Yeah. And uh, so everybody's like, why does it take so much time? Well, and this goes back to the big picture of Scripture. In Genesis 3.15, everything got destroyed, right? By that point, sin corrupted, creation broke things. Everything. Death is present now. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect, friends. We're living in it. We know this. Yeah. And so God is now going about the work of how he's going to restore this. And he's going to do it in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it took time. And as I like to say, anytime I get Christmas candlelight service, Mm. it makes total sense to me then, while the whole host of heaven are celebrating when Jesus enters into Bethlehem. Right. Right? It makes sense why they're singing. Because they as a part of creation, mm-hmm. have been waiting for that moment. Exactly. For God to start oh, this process. Oh, chills. Of, right? So that's yeah. why Christmas is such a big deal. It's not yeah. about the presence. It's not about Santa. It's not about all these mm-hmm. other things. It's about a baby. It's because God took on flesh mm-hmm. in the person and work of Jesus Christ who would save us from our sins. The stuff that we know so well, the way that we've diverged from what God has said and how he created us to be, right. and all the evil and all the unkindness that won't be here at the end, as we talked about last time, will be gone one day. Because of Jesus, not because of what we've done, nope. but because of what he's done. So, of course, all of creation is is singing and rejoicing. And, of course, it took time right. to get ready for that and to prepare for that. And, and there's a level of the same thing here. Now, of course, right, the number one question I get, or not number one, I, I keep referencing a lot of number one questions. You have a, a very lot. popular question I get there asked. There it is. Uh, why? Why doesn't he just snap his fingers and do it? Well, he can. Is he capable? Absolutely, Absolutely. But guess what? He's not a slave driver. Nope. And— I'm, I'm not sure that we could have handled it sure. if it had, you know, in scripture references throughout uh, in the fullness of time, you know, when it, and when the time came and the time, the time came to pass and there, you know, God is not bound by space and time. Absolutely. We are. And I have a, a really strong suspicion that we're slow learners. Oh. And I mean, we. Speaking for myself, for sure. I, I'm a slow learner and I need to usually see something more than once and depending on what it is more than a handful of times and and God knows that about us and so he took his time so that we could almost catch up and and I'm not saying that we did because when Jesus got here nobody knew who he was right, right. and and we're still here 2000 years later talking about it trying to figure it out 
we're not there yet. You know, we are slow learners mm-hmm. and he's still with us. He's, he's still not, making himself known. He is still yeah. making himself known. Absolutely. And going back to, right, that's what he wanted. That was yeah. the whole goal of taking on flesh is right. this beginning of the new creation mm-hmm. in Jesus and this person who would save us right. from our sins. And and going back to a, a verse that we often read around Christmas time or verses that we do. As I'm going to go reference- home and put my tree up. <laughs> Tell Jeff. That's Pastor awesome. Lee said I could. By the way, we talked about Christmas a lot, so we're putting the tree up. Yep. What, which one? One or ten? Which I one? don't know. <laughs> which one? I'm still I'm still kind of dealing with it with an injury, and uh, so I, you know, Jeff might be safe there from that go. right now. Right. But one of the verses that we read is is from the prophet Isaiah. So we've already mm-hmm. been there a little bit. We have, which we referenced on a past episode was 700 years before Jesus was born, right? before he took on flesh. And we see a lot of names oh, I love these. said here. Yes. So would you read uh, I'd be happy to. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9. 9, verses 6 and 7? Yeah. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called, oh, this gets me every time, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Uh, of the increase of his government and peace, will there will be no end. Yeah. And there's so much more here in Isaiah 9, oh, right? Yeah. That's what we there's read it around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Because again, 700 years before we have Jesus, we have this prophecy, this 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 forward vision, right? That can be another thing we unpack at some We will. But in that, that final episode about Jesus, right. we will definitely unpack what is a prophet? What does a prophet do? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, yeah, a prophet is sharing God's word, but there's this moment where most people think of where they have a vision or something like right. that. And so that's what Isaiah is seeing here is that there is this one, this one that God is promising right. he's going to be here and we're going to call him all of these things. Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords, right? All these all these different things that you just, Eternal Father. And you see here how um, the government will be on his shoulders. It would be easy for people to, to expect to expect that King David, that King Solomon, that, that you know, that military figure yes. to come in and remove them from the situation that they're in. It would be, um, I can I can see where the confusion would come in. And, but we have to look at some of these other ones, this, this Prince of Peace and Wonderful Counselor, mm-hmm. and that shows restraint. And, and that, you know, God could have fixed everything and ended, and, and ended all of, of the, the need for a savior with a, a snap of his fingers. Um, but he's teaching us through all of these things. Yep. And we see that just in the names mm-hmm. before he even stepped foot right. on the earth, right? Right. So before he even took on flesh, before he lived and breathed in physical form, in physical we'll talk form. about that next yep. time, like we have this telling us who he is. Right. And, right? and what his purpose is and, and what, I I say this tenderly, but what we can expect from him. Like we were to, we were we were waiting with anticipation exactly. of the great things that he was going to do. And just to just, we've been on a little bit of a Christmas roll, Dallas. Like, and I'll go at more of an Advent roll, okay. right? So a very popular hymn song goes back to the words we read in Matthew 1, right? Which is a song I so deep and rich in the Old Testament language that it uses for how God's people must have felt waiting for that day, mm-hmm. waiting for the Messiah. And that that hymn or song, if you've never heard it before, is called O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's o beautiful. Come, O Come, God with us, mm-hmm. right? The one that Isaiah talks mm-hmm. about. Come, because the people of Isaiah 
are walking through a dark time. Yeah, they are. Right? They're in they're in captivity. Right. They've been stolen. I call this the darkest part of Israel's history. Yeah. So so you One have this this reality that they're in this place where they need to see light. They yeah. have no hope. They have no which is why again I appreciate so much how God's word works throughout time. Because I would imagine our listeners know what it is to be in a place where you don't have a whole lot of hope, where you need a savior, you know that you need mm-hmm. a savior. And that's where it's one of those things. I love just going back to these words too, to acknowledge and going back to that season of Advent can be such a helpful thing for us as like, and I, get, I bet there's people that are like, I've never heard of Advent and things like yeah. that. That's okay. It's totally okay. We're trying not to be completely inert. It's hard for us. It's super hard for us. But ultimately that song is just, again, that longing for someone who would come to redeem and free mm-hmm. us from all of the oppression of the world and all the all the the, the oppression of our own sin of right? us, and just like what that. we do to our own self. Exactly, and and it's in it. Come, uh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive ransom Israel. Ca- which is fancy, fancy. It is, it but it is so free, cool. Free the captive, right? Right, and that's what Jesus came to do, and that's why we sing about it before Christmas every year because mm-hmm. that's what we're celebrating at Christmas every single year, right? What well, an episode. That was cool. And I'm, I mean, I'm super excited. I was, um, I was a little nervous about starting to uh, journey toward Jesus um, because he is Jesus. And, but this is exciting. This is exciting stuff. And so we wanted you to have just a little bit of a background on who he is before we get into what he did. Exactly. And, and so we're just building that foundation. So I think now we're putting the studs up on the house. Absolutely. And so to kind of recap a little bit too, right? There's so much that you can just take away from the name Jesus and the title Christ. Christ. Uh, There's so much you can take away from the word Emmanuel Mm -hmm. to tell you who this is, which is going to all of a sudden, right? Because some of our listeners are going, okay, they keep teasing this whole God taking on flesh. Mm -hmm. And again, that's hard for us to wrap our mind around. But all of a sudden, it's kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) If this creator of the universe, who we said speaks and things happen, right, steps into time, yes, and space and in space. physical form, yep, to do something and say something, right, makes it a little bit different than just thinking this is just someone like me, right, a religious leader, exactly, in a church or something exactly. like that, or any other religious leader that's mm-hmm. ever stepped foot on this planet, right? It's a little bit different now to know this is actually the big guy, okay? right. And that's what we get to tackle in our next episode. So we are going to talk about this understanding from Scripture that we can pull from what Scripture says. And we're going to, I love, it was so funny, listeners. Uh, Dallas was texting me just the other day going, y'all, I'm going down this rabbit oh, hole. Oh, I was. There's I was so, so many deep. Places. I was so deep down a rabbit hole. Exactly. We, we get to go down a, a bigger one in a great way next week. Yeah. Because of talking next about. Next, Next time. time. Oh, good call, Dallas. Next time. Listener, thank you, one, for listening as far as you have. Um, but next Kicking time. Kicking me into mom mode right now. I'm going through. This I'm checking great. things off. great. I love it. Next time. Next time. Because we're going to go now into this pattern. We have done a great job of kind of getting this off the ground. Five right. episodes in a row, releasing mm-hmm. every single Thursday. Now we're going to jump into a pattern so that you can enjoy what's the word uh, year-round. Year-round. Uh, by going every other week. So, exactly. so it'll be a few weeks before the next episode drops. Um, but I love it because, again, we get to do this year-round, Alice. I know. We don't I'm ever excited. have to pause. Nope. This is so good. Keep going. So so next time. Next time. And you're going to have to catch me. I know I'm going to do will, that again. Next but time, I'll do it too. So. Yeah. Next time, uh, we'll be talking about what does that mean? What does it mean that Jesus took on 
God took on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. Right. What does it mean that he is fully God and, and fully, fully man. man? Right. So if that interests you at all, we totally look forward to seeing you next time. Stick around. As we love doing though, let's close with a prayer. time of prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. Good and gracious Heavenly Father, uh, we just give you thanks for this opportunity once again to open up your word. And Lord, for your words to truly be our words. Lord, uh, please bless whatever we have talked about today that is a blessing to the hearts and the minds and the conversations that our listeners want to be having. And Lord, uh, let those seeds take root. Let those seeds be watered uh, so that faith can continue to grow. But Lord, for those not even interested necessarily in the faith growing piece, Lord, we just ask that you would help them to understand more about what you have said on the things that you have done, especially, especially in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to honor you greatly in the things that we say, especially as we turn to your word and try to understand things that are hard to wrap our minds around. Uh, But Lord, help us to do it in a way that others might come to know the simple truth that you love us so much that you sent Jesus into this world uh, to die and rise again so that uh, we would not have to perish. We don't have to worry about uh, eternal death, but instead we would be able to live with you forever. So Lord, help that continue to guide us and bring us the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that we need now in this time. Help us to glorify you in everything that we think, everything that we say, and everything that we do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll see you next time. Next time.